everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop my own system that have helped thousands of my clients and healing students. When you're ready to feel energized at the end of the day after working with your coaching or healing clients all day long, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me or connect with me at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. My next guest, Gabriel Gray, is a love expert, that plus a relationship and dating coach. And I've said on many occasions that relationships are the number one factor in your life, including your health and your wealth. And that's just not me talking. This is 70 plus years of research from top universities like Harvard, Johns Hopkins, and Yale that are revealing this to us. And the bottom one is your eating and your exercise. So pay attention to your relationships. And I'm sure that, that Gabrielle will show us a lot more because her approach to love and relationships is not the usual one. Instead, she has a unique process that differs for men and women based on how they're wired. Gabrielle is particularly supportive of women to show them how to master the art of energy to help them fulfill their dreams in love and life. And life wasn't always easy for Gabrielle. She went through some dark times and had to learn how to overcome her issues. She first had to learn how to embody her most confident, grounded, radiant, and magnetic and irresistible self to attract the right man in her life. She now teaches this to other women. Gabrielle helps guide her women clients through the dating process in a way where they no longer feel confused about men's behavior or have to risk heartbreak. I can't wait to talk about this topic. It's one of my most favorite topics in the whole wide world. Welcome to the show. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited to talk about this because so many women, especially women in my age group, which is us over 60 age group, are really feeling like there's no hope for them. And I think there's hope for everybody. So can you share about that journey that brought you to where you are right now? Absolutely. So I, I was not a natural at uh, relationships, at dating, at any of this stuff. Um, it actually was probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest pain point throughout the majority of my life, um, which is a great thing because I know that if I could learn um, how to you know, successfully attract uh, an amazing life partner, I know that anybody can. So I, um, you know, I grew up, I had, um, I had a lot of self-esteem and self-image and uh, issues with depression, issues with anxiety. And so, you know, that obviously having that going on uh, made the dating process, you know, even in high school, it was never, never a good scene for me. You know, I, um, really attracted and accepted uh, really poor treatment from, from the guys I was dating. And I ended up in a ton of imaginary relationships. And I ended up um, coming to a place in my life where there was a turning point and I really started to work on myself. So I addressed all this. I really, I got the, um, the depression, the anxiety underhand. I got 
uh, a sense of self-confidence, a sense of self-worth. So I was feeling really great. And I went back out into this dating world thinking, okay, I know I had a self-esteem issue before, got that handled, now it's going to be different. Um, and in some ways it was different. I was attracting uh, much nicer guys, right? I was able to see and distinguish the guys who, you know, were maybe not so nice or maybe didn't have my, my best interest in their heart. Um, I was able to distinguish that. However, I wasn't really connecting with men. Um, I, uh, the feedback that I was getting was like, oh, you were really nice. I had like a really great time. Crickets. Like no second date, no third date, <laughs> no like, and I want to see you again. It was just like, you're cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting when you were talking, it kind of reminded me of sometimes the thought process because I suffered from some of the same things at the same mm. ages that you did. And the thought process was, oh, does he like me or not? Instead of, mm. do I like him? Right? <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So true. So it's like, so I go out, I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking about this and I, I get into this great place still not finding the guy. So I end up, I ended up kind of wrestling my way into a relationship. I had a relationship that was probably the best relationship I had had up until this point. It was a good relationship. You know, marriage was on the table, all that kind of stuff. That relationship ended and I was so devastated because I'm like, okay, I finally found a guy who was great and, and it just all crumbled. So, you know, midnight internet search of like, why? am I so broken? Why do relationships like fail? Uh, you know, just the, the whole gamut of what goes through our minds, right? And so I end up um, discovering this whole, what I call now, like this secret world of masculine and feminine energy dynamics. And it was like light bulbs were going on, like pop, 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 pop. It was like a flash reel of like the last couple years of the dating where I was showing up and I was confident and I was feeling great, but I wasn't creating a romantic connection with men. And it made it all fall into place and make sense. So um, I was able to you know, apply this. I ended up having a mentor who helped me. I really got into dating um, and creating this, this and following this dating method to heal myself um, in the presence of men and to practice showing up in feminine energy. So practice showing up connected to my body, grounded, present in my body. So rather than just connecting on a mind-to-mind -mind basis with men, I was getting into my heart space so that I was able to activate and connect to their heart space, which creates a romantic response, which creates the, I don't know what it was about that girl, but I just got to see her again. You know, that kind of enthusiasm versus, she, you know, she was, she was so pretty, she was so smart. I just didn't really feel a connection though. So the, the difference between the two situations was all in the vibe. It was all in the energy. So once I learned how to master that, you know, I, I, I did that dating method for, for probably for about four or five months, seriously, really practiced this dating method. Mm -hmm. where I wasn't trying to find the guy. I was just 
healing myself in the presence of men. And then um, I made a declaration to the universe. Um, very bold, like one of those moments <laughs> going outside in the street in New York City and like going under the, the moon and being like, okay, universe, I'm ready. I'm ready to meet my partner. I'm ready to meet my soulmate. Uh, I don't know who it's going to be or when. I'm ready. And six days later, I met my husband. So, um, so that, that's, that's what I teach. I teach this dating method that I used. Um, I mean, how I ended up in this career, the long short is I was a psychology major, always wanted to help people, didn't fully relate to that field. So I ended up taking a detour. I worked in marketing, this thing, that thing. And then when I learned about the coaching industry about a couple years ago, all these light bulbs went off like, this is a space where I fully feel like I could show up as me in my gifts and be able to help women. So uh, that's uh, how I ended up becoming a relationship coach. And I actually ended up studying under the woman whose initial, uh, the initial internet search, the very, you know, sad and in my basement, um, internet search, I ended up studying with that woman who introduced me to masculine and feminine energy. That's so cool. Yeah, that's really an awesome, awesome story, right? Getting, you know, that in it. So, so how old I am is we didn't have internet. (laughs) Yes. And the way we found dates is we put an ad in the newspaper in the, you know, connect, right? And I I did that in Germany. I was in my 40s. And I did that in Germany. And I, I met I did that I just met a lot of guys and discovered that I had to like them they always liked me, but I had to like them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So that's all part of a self-esteem thing. Like, do I want to spend my time with them and all, all of that? And that's a question that a lot of women don't ask themselves. They worry about the guy and they don't worry about their own feelings. Oh, it's so, so, so true. Mm-hmm. I remember like what dating felt like to me before was first of all, a ton of pressure just Mm -hmm. in the sense that I was going and I was trying to find the guy. So I'm trying to find the guy. I'm trying to find my guy. So I'm I'm getting on these dates and I'm sitting there. And within the first five minutes, I'm running in my head, like I'm sizing him up. I'm making the list. I'm hitting the checklist. Is this the guy or not? You know, just, you know, does, and then I'm at the same time, I'm like, does he like me? What does he think? How am I showing up? I've got to present my best self. You know, so I'm all in my head, all in all this anxiety and just worrying so much about it when mm-hmm. it's like the, the opposite possible experience of that, which is what I created is, wait a minute. Well, first of all, like I'm interviewing him. I'm interviewing him and wait a minute, if I'm trying to find Mr. Right, if I have a goal when I'm on a date and I'm trying to make like hit a goal, I have now embodied masculine energy because masculine energy is goal oriented energy and feminine energy is more experiential energy. It's just about, Hey, what am I experiencing? Mm, how does this feel to me? How do I feel in this man's presence? Do I feel more alive? Do I feel like shrinking? What's coming up for me? 
So it was really about shifting into that feminine energy on the dates. And what I found is that by healing myself in the presence of men, um, I think on an energetic level, I lit up so much and I got so clear on what it was that I liked and what I didn't like that Mr. Wright found me. Yes, that's what happened to me. <laughs> you know, I had been on all these dating sites, you know, whatever, senior people meet and, you know, match.com and all of those. And I would go sit there and go, you know, I do this like a month at a time. I'd go on a bunch of dates and then I go, okay, it's enough now. <laughs> Yeah. And, and so I decided to shut them all down and I feng shui'd my house. I was living here alone. I feng shui'd my house, mm. got it all cleaned up. And all of a sudden, out of the blue on Facebook, my old high school boyfriend found me. <laughs> wow. And if I would have made a checklist of what I wanted in a guy, he didn't hit any of them. Exactly. Right? The only thing that he had was the biggest heart. Right. Just so he's a very loving, kind person and will do anything. He'll give you the shirt off his back. And, right. So so he he hit those boxes and not the other things like, you know, this education level and that income level and you know I didn't care about body size. In fact, when I met him, he was 250 pounds. He had, he had gained 80 pounds from the time I first met him to then. Mm -hmm. And on nine medications, well, the 80 pounds is off and the nine medications are gone now. Yes. <laughs> so I that's what that would happen. Right? Right? That's what a good, that's what a good, good marriage and good relationship will do. It's your health and your happiness makes all the difference in the world. Oh, right. Yeah. So who is it that seeks you out? Um, I work mainly with professional women. So these are, you know, lawyers, doctors, entrepreneurs, CEOs, high C-level executives um, who have found success in many areas of their life. And this is just the key part that's missing. You know, they're looking to find that life partner to enjoy the, the rest of life success that they've been able to create for themselves. Right. So these are all people that are normally in their head. Yeah. <laughs> Highly educated, very male oriented. These are male or, you know, women like, like I would have been your perfect ideal client, you know, yeah. coming from a 40 year science and professorship and dealing with men and all of that. I, but, but because I was so, so in the minority, you know, it was one out of 25 or one out of 50 that were yeah. women, right? That yeah. it was pretty kind of easy. <laughs> yeah. But, but, you know, I was in my head a lot. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's, that's the thing. It's like, so much of what, and just for, for all women right now, you know, so much of what makes us successful and so much of what is required of us in everyday living is masculine energy, mm -hmm. right? Masculine energy is thinking, planning, decision-making, getting to the point, bringing things to finality, having a list, getting it done. It's giving, it's leaning forward, it's taking action. And when we think about our careers, when we think about raising children, when we think about running a household, like all those things require a tremendous amount of uh, masculine energy. 
And so we've gotten really great at it, which is amazing. And, and right. planning strategy tactics, yes. like all, all that thing, calendar, get all our ducks in a row. Yeah. And so many of us were socialized. I know for me, like I didn't even want to admit that I liked the color pink as a little girl because pink meant it was girly, which meant it was weak and it was not as good as a boy or as like boy things. So all these, these feminine energy qualities, like feeling, expressing, creating, expansion, uh, receiving and intuition, which is like, I mean, yeah, it's this like, is all right brain thing. This is really yeah. all really right brain. It's, yeah. it's out of seek, you know, there's nothing sequential about it. So the left brain mm -hmm. is very sequential, scientific, you know, so that's probably what you're talking. And the right brain is experiential. It's a matrix. There is no time. It's emotion, experience, intuition. It's all of that. And, yeah. and there's actually scientific research that backs that all up. Mm, yes. Right. Yeah. Really and cool. What I find is that like when we polarize relationships, so obviously we all have masculine and feminine energy. Let's just get that straight. Like we all have it. These are just life force energies. This is your right side of the brain, your left side of the brain. Um, however, what I found is that to really create that chemistry and really draw in that masculine energy partner, that man who's going to plan, move the relationship along, get you to the altar, like really be invested in you, um, that showing up in the feminine energy polarizes it. And it's like magnets when the more polarized they are within the bubble of the relationship, the more they, they just snap together, the more pull and magnetism there is between them. Oh, that sounds awesome. So what's a typical result? Um, well, for one is that women feel so much more connected to their bodies. And what I mean by that and what that does for them is that it greatly reduces stress, greatly reduces anxiety. Um, I've had clients who have been seeing, uh, you know, um, psychiatrists for 10 years and been on medication for 10 years. We didn't even speak the word anxiety or even address the anxiety issue. And within four sessions, they their anxiety was gone. So they had to go back to their doctor and get off all their meds. So I've had, I've had significant reductions in anxieties, just feeling happy and present in the body, which is uh, an experience that, you know, my clients report, it just lights them up in ways that they forgot what it felt like to feel that alive and to feel that magnetic and that powerful. Yeah, I get that completely. Like I, um, I have a practice that brings you, you know, into the moment, right? Centers mm -hmm. you, brings you into the moment. So you're now experiencing not the past, not the future, but now, mm. right? And yes. when you're in that now, you're in the experience of it. Yes. Yeah. Right? Feminine energy happens in the moment. Exactly. Yes. Right, because there's no more sequence. We're not thinking linearly anymore. We're just thinking in the moment. And you can do that with some deep breaths because mm. you're aligning the heart of your spirit with the heart of your body. So I, I, I love that. And so now these people are able to attract their life mates, the kind of guy or the, you know, the kind of man that they want to spend their life with. 
Yeah, absolutely. And one of the biggest things that my clients talk about is how different their experience is dating and how they experience themselves as a woman, as a person. It's it's really about recommitting to ourselves. It's about finding our truth. It's about finding our inner compass and being able to go into the dating world with a totally different different experience. Like having you don't have an agenda anymore. No, no. And there's little guidelines I have women follow so that no date is wasted. You know, men are messengers. So the men that are showing up are showing up for a reason. So it's giving us clues on what to heal next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we, it's, it's very purposeful the way we go through this, this design. And we really, we heartbreak proof the dating process. So I teach women about how to show our hearts to men, the men who are showing up without giving our hearts, without getting invested prematurely in men who have not shown their commitment yet. Yes, exactly. Because too many women will get deeply invested very, very quickly yes. and then get their hearts broken. Like, why aren't they calling me? Instead yeah. of saying, well, you can call them. And if you call them, then what? Then what? You're going to be chasing? Yeah. Oh, I was like the queen of the chase. I was like the queen of the imaginary relationship before, like where I would be so invested thinking it was like a relationship and it wasn't because I was just making so many moves that I didn't even notice that he was just, he was just going, no, no, no. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Exactly. So let's dive deeper into the process after the break. Yes. Okay, I want to remind all of our listeners, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. Today, my special guest is Gabrielle Bray. When we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into her process and show how you can succeed in life and love. You can actually do simple physical manipulations on yourself to change your mental, emotional state, release blocks, and even um, release things like pain in your body. And of course, the backup to all of these techniques, the backup is to work out also the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and then relieve the physical. Um, I have a process that does that. We go through um, one step at a time and clean up all of, so you didn't, whatever condition that you have, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, whatever condition that you have, especially if it manifested in the physical, was usually years in the making. You didn't get it overnight, years in the making. One of the ways that I work is I find out when something Uh, got manifested in your body like go back to that year and then rewrite the story uncreate the story redo the story so it's as if it never happened it's as if if you imagine your life is a tree and here you are at birth and each decision that you make will create a different branch right so you have all these branches of possibilities and you're ending up somewhere along the branch And by doing energy work, it's as if you did not make that decision and instead you made a different decision and you end up on another branch. So that's the way I view energy healing with regards to to whatever your life is now. 
And the great thing is that we are infinite beings of light, powerful beings of light, and we can change our history and we can rewrite things and we can create whatever life we want. And I'm ready to have a conversation with you if that's what you'd like to have in your life, either learn it for yourself or to um, have me help you with it. So I have my contact information is scientifichealer.com forward slash contact or scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. So you can either write me or have a conversation with me and I always answer the, you know, I always answer whatever queries come through. And I do it personally because I'm very interested in hearing out, hearing what you would like to hear. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. If you are a healer or coach, you can discover more about scientific healing and the deceptively simple processes by going to scientifichealer.com and sign up for a um, session with me on forward slash dot com appointment. And I've reserved time on my calendar to speak with you about that. Before the break, we were talking to Gabrielle Gray about fulfilling your dreams for your life and love. Let's dive deeper into her process right now. Welcome back. I'm so excited to be talking about your process further. Oh, wonderful. Yes, I'm excited too. Yeah. So before the break, we talked about a little bit about how you help um, people and who you help. Can you name a really difficult case that you turned around to show really what's possible? Mm, yeah. So I was working with uh, a client. Um, I mean, the, st the story goes a bit back. Um, I had, I had met someone uh, just in a social setting who had heard about what I did and I explained the polarity and the energies and she was very resistant to it. Um, very resistant, like, I don't think that's true. That's not true for me. And I said, okay, well, you know, this is just my truth and that's okay. And um, what ended up happening was uh, eventually um, her husband left uh, in the middle, like, 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 vanished like he left her in the middle of a dinner she was out she came back he was gone and he wouldn't answer his phone for 30 days and he filed for divorce wow that's hard yeah, yeah. and so um she she reached out and we got connected and i was able to i mean she was devastated anyone would be devastated that i mean especially for it to be just under those circumstances for someone just to after 11 years of marriage to just uh, leave and vanish without a trace no conversation nothing so you can imagine you know and i'm sure anyone can imagine that she was beyond heartbroken and she had major anxiety issues going on um and so i was able to work with her closely throughout that grieving process um, throughout moving and you know she was a high-level executive having to show up at work and function through the process right so being able to be her support system and be able to be with her every step of the way through that and then now her facing the dating world after you know she hadn't dated in over a decade mm-hmm and so um, we, we ended up 
you know, going through the grief process, which was really beautiful because I, I don't personally believe in a linear grief process. Like it bounces all over. It can bounce from minute to minute. So being able to be with her through that and then be able to like let her know that that's okay and to hold space for that, I believe moved her through the process, honestly, a lot quicker than had she been resisting or shaming or blaming or feeling guilty or judgmental. Uh, for having really great days or really bad days, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we moved through that, and then she's now on this this amazing quest of completely redefining and rediscovering herself. Um, she's addressed health issues. She's released something like fifty five pounds. She's feeling more empowered than she's ever felt in her life. She is loving the dating process, like. She was dreading dating, dreading it. And now she is having the absolute time of her life dating. She feels renewed. She feels reinvigorated. She feels like everything happened for a reason. She's totally at peace with the way her story unfolded. And she actually is off all her anxiety medications, which again, she had been on for 10 years. Um, so she barely feels any anxiety anymore. And when she does, she uses the, um, they're slightly, uh, hypnotic processes that I teach women to do throughout their day. And mm-hmm. she uses those, um, in order to, to kind of self soothe and bring her back into the present moment. Yeah. Well, just taking a few breaths and focusing on the breath will bring you into that state really mm-hmm. easily. So I'm sure that it's something like that. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It combines the breath and then it combines um, visualizations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I, I love that process because yeah. I used to do that for myself when I was suffering from getting divorced and and, you know, also being married to a guy for 10 years. And that was a really difficult relationship. So it sounds to me like she wasn't even admitting that she wasn't happy in that relationship if she was on anxiety medication and gained all that weight. Exactly. She really hadn't realized it. And I mean, it was, it was a dance of seeing what I could see and revealing it to her and just helping support her self-discovery throughout that process. Mm-hmm. She came out of it you know, she, it could have gone a couple different ways, right? You know, having that kind of, uh, honestly, I would call it trauma. That's a traumatic experience for someone just to leave like that. Um, and for her to have, you know, worked with me so closely to be able to turn that around into this beautiful, beautiful new state of being um, has been, it's just been such a gift to be able to do that with her. Yeah, and it almost sounds like it doesn't really matter if she meets anybody right now because she's so enjoying, you know, embodying herself at the moment. Oh, she's having so much fun. It's like <laughs> she's not looking to find her one, but she's set up so that she is uh, she is on the process without having to be committed to the, oh, I've got to find my one. So she's enjoying the process. For her, it's going to be a bit longer versus other clients who are like, you know, on a time frame, uh, but she's <laughs> deliciously enjoying the process. So that's that's been really fun to set up. Yeah, some of us have biological clocks ticking, and yes. they absolutely, positively want to have children. And you know, we only have a limited amount of time to be able to do that. True. 
Yeah. And my, my daughter decided, okay, if, if I get pregnant in the next three years, it doesn't matter who the dad is. I'm going to have the baby because I really want the baby. (laughs) (laughs) So she did. And her baby is now two and a half and he's totally delightful and a joy to everybody in our family. So it's totally And I I love that my dad, who's now um, 87, can experience one of the great-grandchildren nearby because he has two others. My son has two children, so. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, so he he just loves it. He he just loves it when they, they, my daughter and and my grandson, come over to to play with my dad. You know, he's just, he's the best grandpa in the world. (laughs) That is so cool. It's really, really fun. So what are one or two tips to help someone get started, like a process that you put people through, but like something really simple, you you know, we mentioned getting embodied in oneself, but uh, let's just make it so it's like a really practical tip someone can do. Yeah. So definitely one thing that where I start people out with is their relationship with their self, themselves, mm-hmm. right? That's key. So one of the practices that I have is about um, what it really is, is it's ego integration. So versus the, this idea that I have to kill the ego, I have to battle with the voices in my head um, or uh, identifying with the voices in our heads that say, you know, oh, you're not good enough. Like you're never going to find anyone. This isn't worth it. Like, You've tried so many times and failed. So, so step one is, is really realizing for, that th- this is a voice and that it's not necessarily you that's talking out there all the time, right? So step one is identifying with the listener versus the voice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So realizing someone's talking up there, but somebody's listening. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be the one listening. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Once you separate out and become the listener, it's like, oh, wait a minute. There really is a voice and there really is a listener. If I'm going to sit over here with the listener, then I can actually choose how I engage with the, the voices that are talking. And I can choose to steer the conversation in a different direction. Right. And we also, you know, we also know that that voice is actually fear, false evidence appearing real. Right. Yes. Right. We, we, we already know that because we're designed to think of all the bad scenarios. And so then we move forward as if they were the truth and they're not. Yes. And that's the thing too. So that's the second part of what I teach is the voice in my head that's saying, sit down, stay in a corner, don't go outside. Like you're, you're, you're not good enough. People are going to judge you, you know? So this like fear kind of uh, voice that's going on. Well, first of all, I'm not going to identify with anymore, but second of all, I'm not going to make myself wrong. I'm not going to punish myself or punish or judge that that part of me exists. Mm -hmm. It's number one on an evolutionary state this is, this is what, this is why we're alive. This is why we survived as a species. We're able to like predict all the worst outcomes and react. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? So like, first of all, thank you voice. Cause I get to be here today. 
And then second of all, if I maybe adapted some voices, you know, in early childhood, which I believe most of those, uh, most of the stories come in there, yes. um, often those voices really protected and served me at a certain point. So when I had the voice that said, you know, don't be, don't be too enthusiastic because you're going to get punished. Well, maybe that was true in, in early childhood education. When I was flailing around and expressing myself, I got in trouble. So at one point, it kept me from having the teacher be mad at me every five minutes in school. Yep, yep. I was hyperactive too. I used to, we used to do reading in class. I remember this in the first grade when we're first starting with, you know, see Jane, see the dog run, see Jane run, that kind of stuff, right? (laughs) And I would take my shoes off and I would swish them around on the floor and make a lot of noise. (laughs) The teacher would take my shoes away. Oh my gosh, right? (laughs) And then I didn't know what to do with myself. (laughs) Yes. Listen, I'm just getting creative. I'm just occupying myself right now. Yeah, I have to be moving, you know, and then I'd start playing with my hair a lot Mm -hmm. and I'd play with my bangs and I'd like move and... Yeah, that's why I had to. I started running when I was 14. Like I'd run an hour every morning, right? And I've done it ever since. And so so that was the only way I could settle my energy down enough so I could sit still. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I so relate. It's like, you know, I had this, this whole like voice created that's like, oh, if I express myself and move around, I'll get Mm -hmm. in trouble which it served me at one point. Now as an adult who makes her own rules and who like lives her own life and who chooses her company and who's like a self-sustaining person, that no longer serves me. But it did at one point. So instead of when that voice creeps in, instead of first of all identifying with it, you know, I become the listener. And then second of all, instead of making myself wrong, like, oh, I've done so much personal development. Why do I still have the voice that says like, you know, stay sitting down. Don't put your hands up. Don't get up and dance. It's like, I'm like, oh, hello. Hello, voice that says that I should stay in the corner. Well, sometimes, you know, that stuff is all kind of like imprinted in all your cells. Yes. Information. And by, by doing that, that dialoguing process, you can also help release it out of your cells. Mm. So one of the ways that I could do releasing is just say, say something. So some healers will say across all time, across all space, across all dimensions and across all realities. Let's just make it really simple and just say all the times and all the ways. And then, right. So all the times and all the ways I am like, I used to be really stubborn because my mom would tell me no, and I'd want to do yes anyway, even though it hurt me. Right. So I would say all the times and all the ways I'm 1% less stubborn. And I'd say this every morning for, you know, I said this every morning for several months, like 10 times every morning. And I changed. Mm. Like your body can't be not stubborn anymore, but it can go, I can do 1%. Ah, especially with the stubborn one. That's a good, that's a good Because I'm stubborn. I'm not going to change my stubbornness. (laughs) We'll stubbornly hold on to this stubbornness. (laughs) Yeah. So you can, you can trick your mind. And then the next day you go 1%. I can do 1%. Yeah. 99 still good. (laughs) 
love that. <laughs> right. So, so what's the biggest lesson you learned that to do over again, you would pass on to someone just starting out? Mm. Now, when you say just starting out, do you mean like starting out in this industry or starting, starting out on their path of, of finding their life partner? Whichever you like. Mm. Well, maybe one that applies to both is I remember when I was just starting out in this career and this really mirrors when I was starting out in this, this new way of doing the dating process, um, was limiting my self-expression. So I was so worried about being all things to all people that I was really watering down the truth. I was really watering myself down. Um, I was really worried about how I was going to be received. And, you know, I realize now the more specific I get, the more out there I get, the more I'm like, yeah, by the way, I also read tarot cards and I have crystals <laughs> and I have Palo Santo and I work with energy healers. And so like the more that I reveal, the more I come out of the closet of like who I really am, what my business is about, who, like who I'm about, who am I? Um, the more I'm attracting the right people and the people I don't have to be liked by everyone. In fact, I'm, it's impossible, right? So being able to just let go and let the other people go on their merry way and really attract in the people that really dig me when that came to dating, obviously that worked out really well with my husband. Um, and with my business, my business has been flourishing so much more, the more I am just me and just mm -hmm. self-expressed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So the two things that I always say is uh, when people say, I'm worried people won't like me. And I say, do you like everybody? And they'll go, what? I say, do you like everybody? And they'll go, no. And I said, why should everybody like you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know hanging out your own freak flag you know whatever it is like for me too being in a science department and not showing up in that way showing up as that very left-brained person um it, it was very miserable for me and mm -hmm. because they were judgmental of the type of person. And if I would just say, I don't care what you're doing really is you're separating, you're not turning no's into yeses. You're just separating the no's from the yeses. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So you just want all those people, even if it's only 1% or half a percent or what 10th of a percent. I mean, there are 7 trillion, 7 plus trillion people in the world or 7 billion people in the world. Just wave your hand and, you know, you'll get, you'll get plenty of people willing to say, I, I, I want that. I want what she's mm -hmm. having. <laughs> exactly. And those the more polarized I'm getting, the more I'm getting people who are like, I love your work. Oh my gosh. I think like, what would Gabby do when I'm on a date and I hear your voice in my head and I'm getting so much more feedback of like, love, love, love versus like, oh, that's interesting. Hmm. 
because what I was putting out was very bland and kind of watered down and interesting. Yeah, watered down, unsalted oatmeal, right? Exactly. Instead of throwing the chocolate chips and the raisins and the fruit and the, you know, the honey and the butter and making it really tasty and adding some salt and, you know, really giving your mouth a, an experience. Instead, you're eating bland, watered down oatmeal with no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most special flavor. So the most you make the flavor, only some people will like it, but the ones who like it are going to love it. So exactly. be it your own flavor. Just be it's you. It's like chili, chili and mango together. It's mm, <laughs> <laughs> not everybody's cup of tea, but I love it. <laughs> so what's your biggest challenge right now? Oh, I mean, oh. The first thing that popped into my head, which is what I usually go with, um, unfiltered, is I am traveling so much, which is so beautiful and so fun, um, that I uh, getting, you know, just getting the stuff done has been a little challenging to juggle. Um, however, uh, I just recently had a conversation with myself around this, right? Because I know I can create a lot of problems where there doesn't necessarily need to be one, right? So being able to sit down with myself and reframe all this has been something I've been doing over the last week. And how can I reframe the stuff? How can I reframe the, the work or my showing up online in a way that's going to flow with the flow of how much traveling I'm doing now versus it being the barrier versus it being the wall that I'm, that I have been hitting the past few months. Yeah. It's a lot of, it's, it's basically planning. Yeah. Right. I always had to be on a special diet and I would fly. I used to live in Germany. I would fly to the U S and I knew exactly, you know, I'd go to a hotel where I knew they had a kitchen in it, mm -hmm. and I, you know, knew where the shopping was. And the first thing I did when I landed at the hotel is I went and got my groceries and brought them to my room. And, you know, I, I had no problems, but it just takes planning. It's like anything totally. takes real planning when you're going to do your exercise, how you're going to do your exercise, what location you're going to be in, you know, what you're going to eat, when you're going to sleep, you know, where, how you're going to get from the hotel to the meeting that you're going to, like all those things are all part of the planning process. So again, with traveling, like I'm going to be traveling next week, we're driving up to Seattle to visit my, my kids and my grandkids, and then going to a wedding from my husband's niece. So all of that takes planning. So I've already booked the hotel. And you know, I've already got the stuff I'm taking to my son's family, you know, there's a bunch of stuff driving it all up there. So all, all that's planned when we're leaving, what we're doing, what we're taking, how we're eating, all that's all planned out. Oh, right? It's all just planning, right? Totally. And it's like, okay, so I don't have my studio set up. I normally like to do my videos all professional and studio and I'm sitting here and I'm just talking. So it's like, well, what if since I'm on the road, what if I just bring people with me? What if that means walking while I'm doing Facebook lives? What if that means doing it from the airport, doing it from the hotel? Why right. not Everybody do does that? that. Everybody yeah. does that. Exactly. Right. I take my laptop and I'm going to do my Facebook live next Monday with my laptop. Oh, awesome. <laughs> right. Exactly. And my, but maybe my granddaughter will be sitting on my lap. 
I told her I would make her famous because her dad was just on TV for sighting a bear in their neighborhood and they interviewed him. And so he was on national news. And so then I said, well, would you like to be on TV? I told her last night and she goes, yeah. And I said, okay, I'll make you famous. I'll put you on one of my videos. (laughs) She's about six. (laughs) Probably so excited. She can't wait till next week. Oh my gosh. (laughs) So how can people get a hold of you? Well, I would love for people to visit my website. Um, GabrielleGray.com. Um, that's spelled G-A-B-R-I-E-L-L-E. And Gray is G-R-A-E.com forward slash special. And there you can get a 30-minute laser uh, consulting session with me. And that is free with the coupon code uh, SCIENTIFIC all in capital letters. Yeah, this will all be in the show notes. So people can, you know, people can uh, see it by going on to the show notes. And if they're on iTunes, you just hit the little information and the show notes will drop down or go to um, scientifichealingradio.com and you'll find the show notes there. Oh, wonderful. So that'll, that'll be really great because I'm sure that you know, we got a lot accomplished in this very short amount of time, just like really content rich, really helpful uh, information for people who are looking for success in life and love, right? (laughs) So awesome. And I I love you and Ian's story so much, right? Because you were both like wandering around and then boom, and the fireworks happened. (laughs) They did. They really right. did. <laughs> right. And it was almost instant, right? That you, right. That was the same with me. My, my husband now has been asked me 13 days after we reconnected to marry him and we were married within two months. Oh, I love it. <laughs> right. And we've been married now for five years and yes. right. And it's still, it's still, it's still good. You know, it's got its things, but it's still good. <laughs> yes. Everybody has their things. Oh yeah, life does. So Exactly. So thank you so much for being on the show. I so appreciated you being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This was really fun. Okay, awesome. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our fascinating guest, Gabrielle Gray. To connect with her, go to gabriellegray.com and to get her free gift, do forward slash special and use the coupon code scientific all in caps. And let's you and I connect, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about a new intimate in-depth program designed to help you thrive as a healer or a coach while building out your practice. When you're ready to learn more, go to um, scientifichealing.com forward slash appointment and we'll have a conversation about this I've reserved time on my calendar just for you this is Dr. Anastasia Choplis until next time mm-hmm.